Well, well, well. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Harmonic Whiskey Tales. Mm. We've actually introduced the podcast, which we never normally do. Well, last time we mentioned it at the end. We did it at the end, <laughs> yeah. I think people know. I mean, you know. Yeah. Welcome, welcome. We have the unicorn with us. And? And we have Anna. We have talked about you before. So yeah, much. I've heard about it. So um, <laughs> we uh, welcome you. Welcome, welcome to the podcast. We, we have some lovely gin and tonics and uh, my Avalor whiskey. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that one's just like a little boom. I know. It's not a. That yeah, that's a bit better. It's um, slightly croaky voiced from the uh, fires. Uh, but I'm thoughts and prayers, thoughts and medicining prayers. myself. <laughs> What's the word? Self medicating. Self medicating myself with uh, <clears throat> Abalor twelve year old whiskey. So always yes. you're constantly self medicating. <laughs> well, I'm been, that's lasted pretty well actually. I, I've been only trying to. I've, I'm only having it on podcast now. Okay. For the minute, we'll see how that goes. Doing two a day. <laughs> yeah, podcasting every day. I go back to my daily podcast again. Yeah, no, I don't know if I should do that. But, uh, but yeah, I probably should have had some of that yesterday to help my throat. But anyway, I, I think I did say have a hot toddy. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just had um, green tea instead, just a bit more green tea. Grown up and well, yeah, what's wrong? It's hot, isn't it? So, so is English breakfast. Ran out. Uh, you finally ran out. No, no, I still do have a little bit, but I just, you know, I like to mix it up a little bit, you know. Mm. I have a very fancy selection of green teas that my parents sent me, so. Oh, that's right. I have you like six different me. sorts. Mm. It's mad. Lovely packaging. It's just green tea. <laughs> it's just green tea. <clears throat> Uneducated. Uh, darling, come so close to the microphone. No, no, she's We're still she's surviving shy. the fires, everybody. It, it was terrible <clears throat> yesterday. It was like <clears throat> fog. Uh, which was fun. I bought a respirator, looked like Bane, did a very funny Bane joke on the Instagram, which mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone got, but I quite enjoyed it. <laughs> Timmy funny. Timmy geeky. <laughs> um, and then today I bought, we've got an 80s theme party tomorrow for work. Uh, Joe is obviously dressing up as Mario. Um, oh, fantastic. And I don't think anyone else is I've doing fancy dress. I've seen her in that dress, one before. I yeah, like yeah. her Instagram feed yeah, yeah. that she's got happening. So, um cosplay so i was at jb hi-fi today getting the old secret santa gift and i saw these cool like retro glasses with like leds all over them that you light up and they they look pretty fucking cool so i was like yes i'm buying those (laughs) so i bought those you can't fucking see through them (laughs) like literally you can't see anything so you look cool but then you walk into shit and fall over and then kill yourself uh, well, you so, wanted me to bring in the the unicorn mask, but you can only see through the nostrils. No, no, yeah. So that's not going to work, is it? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. So dangerous. So I write a very funny review on JB Hi-Fi saying basically don't buy them, and uh, but I reference like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and all this. It was quite a funny review. So okay, I'm, I'm going gonna, to Instagram that later because <laughs> it was pretty good. <laughs> um, so don't buy them, everybody. Unless you want an excuse to be blind. Yeah, but it's with the mirrored inside. Ooh. There's like stripy bits, so little gaps, but then I know it's the black plastic. But it, the stripy bits are mirrors, so you can see behind you really clearly, but not in front of you. Sounds like, like it's from, a fault. No, they're just shit, I think. Oh. I don't know. So, <laughs> yeah, I made lots of weird jokes about yeah, they're probably okay if you can walk backwards and all that sort of shit. So it was quite funny. Mm. But also useful for people who want to buy them and then... It's basically don't buy them. <laughs> Unless you want to just sit there and not move and then it's okay. Well, they're for Insta. That's a, a moment. 
and then yeah, you take them off and you go back yeah, to reality. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's what it is. I said they're a bit like the Hitchhiker's Guide for the Galaxy, like Zephyr Breedlebox's yes. uh, glasses that just go black when, when you're in imminent danger. <laughs> so I said, I'm either in imminent danger all the time or they've got this completely <laughs> oh, wrong. Oh, bless. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, yes, it was quite funny. So you've got something to hide behind. Yeah, maybe. Mm. But you just walk into shit, so I don't know. <laughs> I decided to take them back because they were 30 bucks. Oh. It's quite a lot of money. Mm. You know? How much were those tennis rackets? <laughs> yeah, but that's all right. T- they work as tennis rackets, know, though, so I don't mind that. But when you. I buy sunglasses, that Timmy yeah. Spendy has been doing it once again. I'd have thought you just could. You'd stopped buying everything. You'd bought everything in the whole wide world. I know. Yeah. No, I've been pretty good. But then you know, with my friend coming to visit, <laughs> what's a hat? You need a hat. a hat. Oh, that's a. You don't even like hats. No, no, these ones suit me. <laughs> I found two that suited me. So okay. I, bought them. I found these two in the space of about three days, so I oh. bought them both. When I was down at Barara, actually. Ah, there you go. That was from the... Oh, is that the surf place? That was from the surf place, yeah, that that's, one. You know, my, I love that the place. hat that I... Um, my straw hat that's got uh, oh, yeah, Ziggy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I got that from. Yeah, it's such a great shop. There yeah. you go. It's like <laughs> surf, wind and ski oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, but very good. Yeah. Fantastic. Such a random thing to have mm, down there, but it's perfect. Some cool um, threaded, like the old um, friendship bracelets. Yeah, that they loads weave of the cool cotton. Stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I've got myself one of those, pop it on, or it just takes me back. Pop it on. The Zen. Pop it on. Oh, pop, it, pop, pop it on. Pop it on. Oh, speaking of Indian food, where did you go for your birthday? Oh, happy birthday. Oh, <laughs> I was like, where did we go? Oh, so we went to Indu. Hindu. Oh write that down. God. Do do it, write that Hindu, down. Hindu, it's like Hindu without the H. Yes. yes. Which is Sri Lankan Indian, uh, Indian food. Mm. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And it's the um, decor, the service, the food, the cocktails, the everything about it was spectacular. Oh. So I was very spoiled. I might it. have I might follow them on Instagram. I think Neil Perry raves about them. Okay. Is it, it's been Sydney, yeah? yeah. Yes, it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, I think, so it, I think that's the Angel one. Place? Angel Place, and you yeah. go downstairs, and oh, it's in, quite intoxicating. You walk down there, and it's the, all the spices, oh. and just the decor, like the tiling, and oh. and the murals on the wall is beautiful. I've spoken about it with yeah. you before because I've been probably about four or five times now. The banquet. Are you still full though? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Haven't, haven't eaten for a week, so thanks. No, no, it was amazing. But yeah, food coma. It was. Oh yes. And I, I said to you, you better coma. not eat too. You know, starve yourself during the day because no falling asleep when I take you out afterwards. <laughs> but I did. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Eating a big nudge. meal, it's hard not oh, to. Oh like, well, it was it five, six courses. It was so much food. Oh, so delicious. And when you though. thought it was about to finish, it just kept going and you're like, no, 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 we don't need any more food. And they were just so, just just their attentiveness. Yeah, they good. were just, they were awesome. Yeah. So they were really going. good. Have so a read. good overall experience. Oh, brilliant, yeah. brilliant. It's just a menu. I love reading menus. So there's, so it's run by a, a really young guy, actually. He's a um, doctor, philanthropist. And he did so. Oh, he's got a sh- his name's Sam Prince, and he owns. Remember you and I going to Kid Kyoto? He owns that place. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That was good. Wasn't yeah, it? that was really good. And he, and Me- Mexico, have you been there? That he owns that too. But he his first thing that he started was Zambrero, and that was plate. Zambrero oh. is the Mexican yeah. other Mexican place, and that's um. That is a charity-run business, and the, the charity is plate to plate. So, um, since it's opened up, he's 
uh, provided thirty over thirty million meals through wow. the business, which is pretty incredible. Wow. And he's only uh, he's only I think he's only about thirty six years old, and he's uh, he's got a Sri Lankan background. I feel like I've wasted my life. Yeah, you may, yeah, thanks, me too. And he um and he was doing aid work in um, Sri Lanka, and all of his the people in the oh, villages wow. they they actually couldn't afford to pay him met for the medical bills. So what they did was they opened up their homes and they fed him. And he was so inspired by the film, uh, the film, the food, <laughs> the food that he wanted to open this up. Mm. And because it's not the food is gorgeous, isn't it? It's not really heavy. Beautiful. Yeah, it but looks amazing. There's just such complementary flavours there. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. not a cook or a chef or anything like that. And, but love my food. And it had absolutely everything that I wanted. So it had, you know, we had sort of some swordfish and then the lamb that fell off the bone yeah, and the sauces awesome. that went into it. And oh. that gorgeous little... Uh, pancake? Yeah, it was a pancake out of... It would be in the top to me. Oh it's it like a rice noodle pancake with this coconut sauce. A dosa or like a hopper? One of those ones, or um, it looks awesome. It, it I, could you just eat the whole order, like the whole menu? See yeah, if you, you can could. get through it. Mm. Get enough people. The food is it is. Yeah, okay. I couldn't feast. Couldn't eight, fault eight anything. Couldn't fault Bad. anything. The lamb. Oh. I'm salivating. Oh, yeah, the, the, the fish, gorgeous. Where's that lamb? The great lamb ran slow cooked Lachlan or Lachlan Valley lamb, fresh mint chutney, uh, <laughs> Lunimiris. I don't know what that is, but it sounds awesome. <laughs> it is. It's all awesome. It's just absolutely amazing. Fried chicken, buttermilk, pine salt, lime pickle. Fuck yeah. Mm. All right, we'll put a link mm. up for that. Yes, we will. Mm. And we'll put up his, um, a little, his, he made a little video as well. Oh, so cool. we'll pop that up about the backstory, which I think is really lovely. Yeah, that's awesome. I might take Gorgeous ode. So apparently when he was one and his parents, instead of them having a party and and people buying presents, they donated all the money to um, the local orphanages, I think, and such sweet people. So Good story. Good background. It is That's a nice. great story. Yeah. Yeah, mm. so $2 from every egg hopper sold will be donated to the Palmera to support their work in Sri Lanka. Mm-hmm. I like that. And that goes far. That's sort of like it seems like such a minimal amount, but... Oh, it would add up. Yeah. yeah. And then when it's over there, they can do so much... On the ground work. Mm. Exactly right. Well, speaking of which, we talked about it on the last podcast. Just burp, excuse me. Oh, it's not the first time, darling. It'd <laughs> be weird if you didn't. <laughs> I thought uh, this was going to be more highbrow. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Highbrow. <laughs> Only raising your eyebrows because you're <laughs> astonished. Yeah. <laughs> Already stained uh, and then my eyebrows go up. <laughs> the animation nice. of the nation. Um, there was a that's still going. There's a GoFundMe page that uh, the um, Koala Hospital up up north had put together, and they wanted to. Their goal was twenty five thousand dollars to set up water stations for all the koalas. It's nearly up to two million dollars. What? Mm-hmm. And the government can't even. So the the I was reading today that. 
they want to set up another GoFundMe page for masks for the fireys. Can't the government pay for masks for the fireys? Yeah, I saw that. And it's like, because <laughs> they're, they're just wearing those ones that aren't really effective enough. So it's like, well, fucking hell, come on. Like, a lot of them are volunteers. These are the volunteers, a lot of them. So oh, they're but volunteering. Appara- and but apparently it's their decision, so they don't really need yeah, to get so paid. It's like, what the fuck? And they're taking like, time off of work. That's infuriating. Like, how much <laughs> is it to go to 3M, the guys that do that respirator, and say, look, we need your help? How about you give us a deal on these, and we'll you know we'll say you're Just sponsoring. Just give us ten thousand. Yeah, you know. give us ten thousand of them. So yeah, because they've That's had disgusting. A, it, just not to. I just just uh, you're risking your life to save properties, animals, and people. And you're taking time off work, so you're sacrificing your salary, which or you've you're got taking mortgages, your annual leave, yeah, or your your, your yeah. It's the height of self selflessness, and it's not. It's under highly underappreciated. Yeah. I it's might outrageous. Um, find the link to that respirator that I, that I got from Bunnings because mm-hmm. so if if you're in Sydney, you're in anywhere in Australia that's affected by this. You need to get a decent respirator mask. So I'll put the link up for the one that I got because it's it goes a bit beyond what you need, but it's it's better than the simpler ones. So yeah, so yeah, it's recommended for everyone to have P two. Because it's P25 particles, but it's P3 that we have. And it's very tank, no, it's very um, Mad Max. It's like Mad Max, Bane kind of thing. (laughs) So I I was doing the Bane voice at work and everyone was (laughs) pissed themselves. I was like pulling out all the quotes and stuff. It's pretty cool. Well, tell everyone how you had to wear at work because of the conditions. Yesterday was so bad that in people's offices, it was coming in through into the office. So it was setting off fire alarms and Mm -hmm. the fire brigade were couldn't do anything about it because they were busy putting out actual fires. So people have fire alarms going off all day. And Bears had to put up with that with alarms going off for over yeah. a week now because of this, the being so severe. But yeah, even in the house, some <clears throat> what people should be doing is, if you don't have AC, definitely get an air purifier, but also get wet towels and put them... Lock up any... Mm. Yeah, I'm pretty good here. It's pretty well sealed, so it's, I'm quite lucky, but... Um, it's, uh, well, people yeah. are doing that and putting it over their baby cots or close to it yeah, to try and kids. catch like, I wouldn't be letting my kids go to school in this. I'd be oh, like, oh, well, they shut down schools and but people walking their animals as well. Mm. Oh. I saw a photo of Bondi yesterday and everyone was on the beach running and doing their shit. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Fucking idiots. It's like. so dangerous for you. And even people jogging and exercising and still doing their boot camps. You're just like, just take a day off. Yeah, you really? won't get fat overnight. Like, no, exactly. It's taken me years to cultivate this body. <laughs> it doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. So you can have a rest it day. Takes dedication. Have a yeah. have a rest day. Go to Indo instead. Like, go eat something. Because yeah, so, these people Stay indoors. really bothered by their fitness, but it's like you're actually you're doing harming yourself damage. massively to your lungs by do, by doing it. It's just fucking idiotic. Anyway, never mind. Thoughts and prayers. So <laughs> yes, we'll put that up. Um, yeah, I'm still thinking about that indie place. Sorry. I'm just <laughs> so am I. I'm ravenous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it was good. It was good. amazing. Well, we might have to go and have a cheeky little bite after here. Oh. What, to indie? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. Oh, I'd love to, but no, no, no. Maybe cheeky little Japanese. Yeah. And it's been nice. Like, I'm, I'm having the rest of the year off from work. And the food that's available in Sydney has been amazing. So I was treated last Monday to an eight-hour lunch with a lovely woman that I met through charity work. And she lives in Piemont, right on the water. There are boats everywhere. It's just luxurious. And we went to um, the fish markets. And 
bought like $200 worth of seafood. Yes. And we had sashimi and seaweed salad and we had uh, prawns and uh, crab and oysters and with a nice champagne and a bit of vino. A bit of the piper. uh, Fantastic. And that's what you do. That's what you should be doing. Stay inside, (laughs) eat seafood. seafood. God damn it. (laughs) But that's what the bear and I do. Each time we go to the Love Shack, we buy all of that with sashimi and fish and and have a pescatarian weekend. So we get down all the way down there and we have the sashimi for dinner and then we'll marinate the salmon and Asian flavours and prawnies. So go for a really long walk and then come back and have a bottle of Prosecco with the prawns on the deck. Oh, it's a terrible life. We are survivors. (laughs) We will make it through. We will. Yeah, despite all the smoke, there there are perks. We will prevail. Only the fittest will survive, and that'll be us because we stay inside. <laughs> I was planning my apocalypse um, plan with Sam. Oh, he wants okay. to come on the show. Actually, she wants. She was saying, "Can we organise one?" Oh, you? So I'd love that. We'll sort that out. So I said, oh, "We'd have a chat mm. and sort that out." But yeah, we've got a plan. We're going to hold up here. This is the base, and um, we'll only let people in once we've auditioned them to see if they've got a skill. Or if they're like really hot, then maybe they can come in. But they still have to have a skill and then we'll have some sort of thing out on the street, like a battle royale type sort of thing. (laughs) Or like Ninja Warrior something. Ninja Warrior. And uh, we'll determine whether they can come in and share the compound. (laughs) Yeah. So that's that's great. When did you catch up with her? I love we were just texting on uh, yesterday. So I sent her a picture of me in the mask and stuff. Ah, That's um, what set it off. Yes. Mm. yes. She said she listened to the episode before her party that we did whenever that was a few weeks back. Okay. So she said she was listening to that. She said, I really want to come on. Excellent. I have not I don't think this person exists. She <laughs> we've, we've talked about it's each other t- loads. Timmy's and we've imaginary never friend. She's real. She's real. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe she sort of, kind of, well, on the second yeah, ever podcast, the she's the one who came up with the name for the podcast, pretty much. Oh. So, oh. yeah, in a moment of well, the three of us ridiculously hammered when we came up with the name. So. Well bladdered. Well bladdered. Fucking hell. <laughs> Very fucked up. Yeah. So. Uh, you can actually laugh, darling. No. <laughs> <laughs> no yes. laughing. No laughing. Yeah. All so, serious um, hell. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of charity, Anna does a lot of charity oh. work and I've spoken about your charity work yes. and thrown some stats out there. Oh, but also the Wayside Chapel. Oh my god, there's too much, unfortunately. So I'm sort of taking a little bit of a oh, break for the next couple of weeks and then hit it again in the new year. But there's just so many great organisations out there that do such great work. And I think Wayside Chapel are probably a really good organisation um, to highlight because you can actually directly see what happens. So you um, you sign up to volunteer, uh, you go to an induction, uh, you pick what area you want to work in, whether it's the cafe or front desk, um, and you meet the people. And they literally come in through the doors and you are in- interacting with them from the second that you start your shift until you end. And they're just the most amazing stories. So my first story or my first interaction didn't go so smoothly. Um, So obviously the Wayside Chapel helps people with mental illness, they're homeless, they're 
uh, have drug addiction, alcohol addiction, um, you know, they might be in government housing, they're fleeing domestic violence. They're, they're, it's just a massive spectrum. And when you actually meet these people, you, you sort of have it in your mind that they're going to be a certain type of person and they're going to behave a certain way. And some of them do fulfil that stereotype, but a lot of them are just such beautiful storytellers and have such intelligence and they're just absolutely amazing and the, my first shift, I was at the front desk and a guy walks in and I stupidly said, how are you? Um, this dude's homeless. How much time and, have you got? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and his response was, uh, it's been a pretty shit week. And I just went, oh. And then luckily there was a woman there who obviously don't just get thrown out to, to work on your own. And I was with a veteran volunteer and she was like, oh, why is that? And he's like, I OD'd on heroin three times this week. And I just went, and mm, I asked you how you, right in there. I asked sure. you how are you, yeah. and uh, you know, just like oh, good, thanks, you know. Just so what pick is, up the kids. So, what is the best way to approach these people? Then? So, basically, the philosophy around Wayside Chapel is um, love over hate, and you're not there to fix anybody. You're not to give them money, no cigarettes, no. It, it has to remain that there is a. A level of dignity in how they provide the service and how these people have to interact with the service. So there are rules around um, how they behave. So if they steal something, if they come up, uh, rock up drunk, if, you know, there's abuse or, you know, verbal, physical, whatever, they can get banned for a certain period of time. And the staff there are just amazing how they just sort of de-escalate any sort of issues and situations. And it could even be just someone having a really bad day. And they've just got mental illness and they're not coping and they just want to sit somewhere and and talk. Um, so having that facility is just so important to these people. But, you know, it, it, it's about not fixing them. It's just about them being seen and heard and that's all they're after. They're not mm. – uh, look, majority of the time they don't even want a free handout. They're just there to talk. They yeah. just want to be amongst people who will show them some sort of respect. They have to pay for food, which is really good. So it's not even sort of just handouts. They do get given free clothing and showers and toiletries and underwear. Um, and so that facility is there. They also do uh, a twilight program, which is where they might have a bingo night or they might have a karaoke night or they might have a philosophy talk. And some of the things are too nice. highbrow not, for me. Not but the you movies, know, movies, Twilight. No, 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 no. <laughs> Very sparkly. Imagine. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they do all these amazing things to keep these guys engaged and keep them safe until 10pm. And then post 10pm, unfortunately, they have to go on their ways and, and find somewhere to sleep and try and stay safe for the evening. So that's what's really sad about it is that, it is you know, it, and... and, and but again, it isn't about fixing them. It's about holding space for them and having the somewhere safe space, for them to yeah. go. So, you know, and it's open from what nine a.m. till ten p.m. seven days That's a week. Great. So they also have a, a Bondi a um, cafe. Yeah, so they've actually got a, the Bondi cafe, um, and they actually have um, a program within there where they'll actually uh, get these people off the streets and actually put them through almost like an apprenticeship mm. and teach them how to work and That's how to good, serve yeah. and skills. And, and the food's great. Yeah, Russell Brand does that in London. He opened up a ah. couple of cafes, which was all em the employees were all ex-drug addict, drug addicts, the homeless, just to support yeah. that kind of community. Well, it's, re well, it's reintegrating good. into society and feeling that you are a part of it instead of being ostracised, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, and the opposite to addiction is connection. Right. That's right. Plain and simple. So if I've got something to give a shit about, if there are people that give a shit about me, 
are more inclined to not go drink or do drugs or whatever it is. So it really is about having them, having someone believe in them that they're actually worthy and that mm-hmm. self-worth and self-love is just nil in a lot of these people. Um, so to have that opportunity to learn something new and feel useful, like that's what everyone wants. So mm. I think it's a really good good yeah, program that they do. So yes, the Wayside Chapel, they also have um, at Christmas, they have a big lunch. So they will close off Hugh Street in Kings Cross and they deck it out and they'll have a feast for everyone and it's not just for the people that um, use the facilities it's also for volunteers it's also for the public and the community to come out Um, so they also look for volunteers to help on that day as well so if anyone's interested they can go to the Wayside Mm. Chapel website and they can um, find out information on when that is and how they can help we'll definitely put put the link up up for that And enjoy some food, and yeah, it's just yeah, it's just such a beautiful community. And look, you do you do see some weird stuff, and you know, and there are just some lovely people there. And you know, you do see people on their worst days, and you see people on their best days. And and the awesome thing about that first person that I met, who was Josh, is Josh is clean now, and he's actually thriving. And every time I see him, he just looks better and better, you know, from, you know, ODing three times in one week and still having his, you know, hospital bands around his wrists. Now when I see him, he's he's the one that's sort of mentoring other people that go there. That's amazing. And it's just... just, My body just got covered in stars. And it's gorgeous. It's just the support. It's just because someone took the time to talk to him, to validate him. He now is wanting to give that back. So he's now... a big character at the Wayside Chapel. Beautiful guy. That's magnificent, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Really and it just lovely. makes you feel good to be able to contribute or give back to the community. And if if nothing else, it, it you, you you see the direct impact of whether it's – if it's not your time, whether it's your money, if it's your money going to the organisation, you can see that those programs are helping, um, the staff are there, you know, they do have a lot of volunteers that help out on on a day-to-day basis. So, you know, they always still need that, that support because it's expensive, you know, to have that amount of staff on. But – it's just awesome when you actually go there and oh it reevaluates your life like i walk out of there going i get to go home to my house with my queen size bed and my dog a hot shower hot shower whenever i want um there's no, there's you know there, there's no danger where i am you can lock the door i can lock the door and i'm safe you're warm at night in the, yeah. the in winter and and, and and not even like and, and yes in winter but also the scorching summer and the terrible air like imagine if these people on the streets are asthmatics they don't have their ventilators they unfortunately don't have those masks and they're the well, ones that are yesterday that like they're copying just, it, yeah. and and like unless you can get inside somewhere, and they're not welcome in a lot of places. Mm. It's like yeah. vagabonds move on, move on, and it's like okay, yeah, I get it. Like it's uncomfortable. It's 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 not pretty, and you know, not everyone wants to have this conversation or see it, but it is there. So you know, if there are places for them to go, fantastic. But if not. Unlike us, who can bunker down and actually, you know, mm. keep ourselves safe, they they just have to deal with it. Mm. It's very unfortunate, and I can't imagine how lonely it is. And I can understand why a lot of people have homeless people have animals, have mm. dogs for companionship, mm. and they treat them so well. Of course, they put them before oh themselves. Oh my god, yeah, well, it's yeah, amazing. Yeah. So yeah, look, I think they're a, a great organization, and I think the people that go there, I think it's just so eye-opening 
especially for, for when young children come through and leave donations, it's so cute to see them. But it also helps break that down, down that stigma. That's great. That they're bad people or they're smelly or they're dirty. It's just like, no, they're just struggling and they need our help. And I think that's, again, like trying to help out the fireys and trying to help the koalas. And, you know, there's so many causes out there mm. that I think what people – need to do is, is find their passion and they need to find something that really resonates with them. So whether it's, you know, being a fiery volunteer or whether it's, you know, doing animal welfare or whether it's working with homeless or, or whatever, you've well, just got to find it. I just think random acts of kindness as well. How hard is it to be kind? And you can do yeah. the simplest things in the – I mean, one thing that they probably would like the most in the whole wide world is a smile – Something so, some acknowledgement instead of being ignored. Mm. They're not invisible people. They're, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, just being acknowledged and just noticed as That's well. That's right. So just, ignored just a bit of courtesy. I've had a few conversations after a few drinks with some, a few people and <laughs> been with people and they, they've been a bit scared. And I said, no, hold on a minute, because there is that stigma attached. And I've had some great conversation. Hilarious. One night in George Street. <laughs> had a few drinks somewhere and uh and I said right guys I'm just so I went into the shop and I bought some food and some drinks and I thought oh, I feel like some bubble gum and I came back to the guy and said come on let's let's blow some bubbles <laughs> okay. of course and he said I'd really love to but I don't have any teeth <laughs> I can laugh we all laughed it was so sweet it was so adorable he said thank you very much I will take the rest but you you blow the bubbles on your own <laughs> that, that but this is the thing we had we had a great chat we had a great laugh and yeah it was good <laughs> and that's all they want to be they just want to be seen as humans mm. and not and that pieces was a shit in the gutter and that was really tricky because his partner was pregnant and they were on george street then two o'clock in the morning or something like that and i'm thinking you should be resting you're carrying a baby you poor thing mm. it's just what what is what is the story how how does this happen to people and yeah i mean look i mean look at these poor people with the fires you don't know if people have got insurance and they end up destitute as well because they've lost everything and it, simple things like that happen don't they it doesn't take much. No. They, they say it only needs three events in your life for you to... Um, you could just trigger that. To, ...to become homeless. So it could be that... So if you're unfortunate enough to lose your job, mm -hmm. well, that's one big thing. Uh, if you don't have that family support that can financially support you, if the banks don't want to help you, uh, if there's no other avenues for you to take, then you're going to lose your house. Okay, so you've lost your job, now you're going to lose your house. And they say also the, the death of a partner... Mm. Or you know a predominant uh, family member who maybe brings in so additional funds as well because if if you don't have your you know partner bringing in and helping pay the mortgage and you've lost them you're going to lose the house so it, it, it could just be a couple of things that happen that can it can knock the the, the strongest person off the off their feet. Mm. I feel like it's like trying to I don't know almost escape from society and the I don't know it's. It can be quite a lot of pressure doing living a normal life and paying the bills well, and the Sydney's constant expensive. job and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. So it can just, just get too much. And just and like you say, if those sort of things happen, you just suddenly just be like, fuck it. I remember having done. a really you know. wonderful conversation with this woman in Audi who was just shopping away and and uh, she was perusing. And I said, oh, this 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 product's really great. And we, we were chatted for about at least an hour and 
found out that she was married to a rich guy and she's and she was she looked fabulous but she was she'd one that's fallen through the cracks what what are the uh, she's living in the housing commission now um so luckily she's got that but she lost she lost a lot and apparently her husband's still living the high life and she's but she's a survivor. Mm-hmm. Her story was so wonderful. It was um, it was really great and humbling to yeah. talk to her. And as you said, you get that huge sense of gratitude. It's tremendous. Yeah. Do you know what the stats are for women? That look, that unfortunately, it's actually a lot of older women. Yeah, that's what I mean. She was. She was. Yeah. A, she used to be a chef, yeah. and and she was. She was probably about seventy, eighty years old. So what tends to happen is, well, obviously, you know, women can be quite disadvantaged when they have to leave the workforce to, you know, rear children. Then you've got to get back into the workforce, so your superannuation isn't great and you're just constantly playing catch-up. And we are an ageist society and as women and men get older, they're not going to be um, looked upon fondly when it comes to recruitment and, mm-hmm. and getting those roles. Uh, they seem to think that, you know, social media and that technology is a young man's game and what would they know about it? Okay, but they've still got valid skills, whether it comes, um, you know, when it comes to hospitality or customer service or management or, or whatever it is. They, they still do have skill sets that are, are valuable. Unfortunately, they're getting looked over. Um sometimes they're asked to go look after their kids' kids, so they're looking after their grandchildren, which is, you know, again, pulling them away from from having that connection and and being a part of, you know, the real world of of work. And they're the ones that end up, you know, maybe they lose their husbands or they get divorced. They end up living in their cars a lot. And these women just cannot get back on their feet. And there is – and for someone like me, it would be such a – a pride issue. Like I would be one of those people who's like, no, 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 wouldn't want anyone to know, wouldn't want to reach out for help. And it, and unfortunately I think a lot of these women don't know where to go for these services mm. and where they can go for help. And and the good thing is, is places like the Wayside Chapel, not only do they, um, you know, offer, uh, you know, clothing and showers and you can buy some food and someone to talk to, they actually help you get connected to the right services. So whether it is with Centrelink, whether it is um, lawyers, because you've got to go to court, um, they'll actually have people come out there once a week, whether it's for legal advice, whether it's to get a haircut so that you could go to a job interview. They'll help you get ready for that. Yeah, and so it's it's about them going, okay, well, if, if this has happened to you, this is where you can go and these are the services that are available. A lot of people don't know where to go. A lot of people have too much pride uh, and they'd rather just, you know, stay in their cars or couch surf or whatever it is. And unfortunately, it is the, the, the older women that are the suffering and they seem to be the biggest growth area. That's what I thought. That's why I was mm. interested to talk to Rain. So sad. Is that. But yeah. It is terribly sad. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, this is great. This is great to talk about it yeah, though, no, it and is, to create it is, awareness. I mean, it's because um, I suppose a lot of people don't even realise that they kind of there are in their own w- little world, and they don't quite see yeah. that that's going on. You know? I was. I've always been in my own little world. You know, growing up in a in a house that you know I never had to worry about that sort of stuff. And it's only as I've gotten older and I've sort of gone. Uh, I feel like doing more for the community, or I want to be involved more. I want to find some connection somewhere. 
And it, it's just, you know, started out with Staffy Rescue and then it was Sydney Dogs and Cats Home and Maggie's Rescue and Hope and Heal, which, you know, deals with domestic violence and, you know, why so ch- – and so there's, there's – you've got to just sort of – you don't – you don't know – that's the best sound. Um, you just, you, you've just got to try. And, and again, if you you get exposed to this stuff. Like I didn't know that someone could OD three times on heroin in one week. That to me was oh, impressive. Congratulations. Yeah, like you yeah. are, you are determined. <laughs> like you, you've got a goal. Um, but you know, and that I would never have experienced unless I sort of stepped out of my comfort zone. And well, that because that's almost. Um, what you'd expect is if you were an AMBO having that exposure mm. at that level, at that level, which is quite confronting. Oh, I don't know how they do it. I don't know how people work in these industries full time. Mm. I get to dabble in it. Oh, I feel so good. I've done this. I've helped you. I've helped. Ah, oh, karma points. And then you just sort of like walk away and you're like, yeah, my life's awesome. And then you go back and you're like, how do you guys do this day in and day out? It should be quite traumatic to, well, like psychologically challenging as well for people to deal with all that stuff. You know, even like the police and you know, mm. council workers and just having to be confronted by all this stuff on a daily and basis. It's yeah, amazing. definitely. And I think unfortunately, the, as you were saying before, the stigma's attached. And I think with... A lot of people are under the perception that with people being homeless, they've got mental illness and they're unpredictable. Their behaviour, they don't know that if you go and try and help them, they are going to be violent. So people have got a, a lot of fear yeah. there. I mean, that night that I was talking about, my friend said, why are you talking to them? I said, because I want to talk to them. Why not? Yeah. yeah. And we had a great laugh and it was yeah. – it was. I mean, Living in Ken's Cross for as long as I did, you'd got well, to know all of them. Oh, we'd just hang out with them all the time and just chat with them and, you know, <laughs> give them a cigarette when they want a beer or, you know, probably yeah. not what you should do, but, you know. No, you know what, if I was living so. on the streets, let me, let me get yeah, drunk. Cool. <laughs> well, I was walking home. you to tell me I how I'm going to feel living on the streets? Um, through Rushcutters Bay once, like, pretty drunk, and uh, it was in the process of trying to quit smoking and I had gone out and partied and bought loads of tobacco and all this shit because, you know, you you've got to smoke and stuff. <laughs> And um and then this homeless dude was under a bridge just and he's like, Oh, can I get a cigarette for you? I was like, Oh yeah, cool man. Went and sat with him for about half an hour, an hour and just chatted and you know, smoked and blah blah blah. And then I just left him all my tobacco and everything and yeah. you know, just Because you know, at just, the end of the day, everyone's got a story. He looked quite they? surprised that I was actually talking to him and Aww. he was a bit sort of taken aback by it, I think. And so I don't know, but it was just like, you know And that's once again that's a random act of kindness, isn't it? Yeah, I and mean, they deserve know, that. Just, of course, yeah, we all was, do. Um, yeah, it was cool, especially me. But everyone, rush right. <laughs> 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 I'm funny. Uh, so, you, animals, animals, animals. I like animals. them. We love <laughs> them. We love them. I'm getting Margarita back on Friday. Oh, She's going to be the Margarita. third. You know, She's going to come visit with um, Cupcake Daddy here. Oh, with Cupcake Daddy. Oh. Mm, he's very excited. Yeah, that's Friday, one. isn't it? Yeah, cup. Daddy. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I was like, is that your name? <laughs> I do like cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> oh, that's cute. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, so animals. animals. Staffy rescue. Rescue. Oh, rescue. Staffy rascal. They are rascals. <laughs> yeah, they are rascals. Yeah. I, I said that she should have brought um, Halo with her. Yeah. Apparently, she would have been quite she, vocal. She, they are very vocal dogs. Yeah. <laughs> she, if yeah, so 
Halo, Halo, mummy's home. So, if I pull my laptop out, <gasps> what are you doing, mummy? Let me sit on your leg, lapping, and I'm just like, but I, I just need to do. No, no, get off the computer. Okay, I'll get off the computer. Well, I don't want you anymore. Like, what you need is a is a fake computer, just two bits of wood that looks like a laptop, so she can't She'll break know. it. She's and then, yeah, she's, yeah, 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 because yeah. she wants to climb on. I'm like, no, I just I've yeah, noticed with yeah, all the, the, latest the Windows operating system. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. With all the Houndlets I've um, looked after, any technical um, device, I don't like it because they're not going to be, they're going to lose the attention. It's awful. It's, it's just tragic. Like I'm, I feel like a terrible mother. It's like not enough attention, but then I pull my laptop out and it's just like having a teenage daughter, I think. Well, yeah, because they're smart. They do have that emotional intelligence. And I was telling you before, I've caught her in my housemate's bed. <laughs> it's so funny. But, but, you but have to show me, me the photo it, afterwards. It, it doesn't bother me. Like I like that her and my housemate get along and my housemate jogs her and it's awesome. What bothers me is I was home <laughs> lying on my bed. <laughs> And she's just hanging hoping, out on her own on the other bed. Hoping for a cuddle <laughs> with my dog. And she's on my housemate's bed just like, I like it here. And and I'm just like, but, but, but mummy's here. So this is my parents' gorgeous doggy. Oh, that actually sent with the like post. And my dad said, isn't she the most ugly doggy? <laughs> but they love her though. I love oh, her. Oh, that's so sweet. Sort of like, like Maeve. Yeah, that's beautiful. Well, so Maeve has been here a couple awesome. of times. So we love Maeve. When we were driving here, we saw a Labrador, a black Labrador at the traffic lights with its owner being taken for a walk and it had this massive toy in its mouth. It's holding its own toy. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I got this, Park I can carry mine. And I'm like, you are so cute. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good way to that. train them from not. Biting people or nibbling on people, you just give them a toy, and they and whenever anyone sure comes not. around, you just you're telling just the master. To, yeah, oh, yeah. So. No, no. Okay, so for someone who's studied dog training and behaviour <laughs> and has worked in animal welfare as a volunteer for a few years now, I can do nothing. I am a toy to every dog I oh, meet. Right, yeah. Every dog that meets me is like, yeah, I'm not going to listen to you, oh, and they will hump me, they will pull on me, they will nibble me, and their owners are like, I've never seen the dog do that, and I'm like, I am so talented. I'm oh, just sorry, did we steal all the ice? Fucking did, yeah. Oh, no, okay. I only need a couple. <laughs> It'll stop me drinking whiskey soon, so. Whatever. I don't have uh, Jules here to stop me drinking uh, whiskey. She was very good. Oh, uh, she was, wasn't boss. she? She was the bottle, bottle boss. boss. Yeah. yeah, I haven't listened to all of that. We were all so sombrero. It was a very serious conversation. And I think we're all feeling the smoke. We talked a lot about the fires. It yeah. was quite a serious one. But yeah. it, no, it was we're good to do that. It was quite good yeah. to talk about. So, yeah. 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 Now, speaking of the Fires. Mm. There's. I just want to bring up. You know, I've always got the community cuddle vibe going. There is a sewing session for injured bushfire animals that is happening, and it's going to be at one forty-eight McAvoy Street in Alexandria, hosted by the English Tailoress and Animal Rescue Free Cycle Craft Guild. It's a two-day event, and they can host up to a hundred helpers, and what they need, and they'll be making. So you. Um, they're asking if you can bring your machine, um, if you can cut fabric, make tea, bring cake, assist anyway. Uh, she's a tailor and she's recently moved to Sydney 
and she ha- has a large um, workspace and is offering it for everyone to have a love in and make this. So what they need is they, they make joey pouches, uh-huh. bat wraps, oh. burnt rodent nests, hanging pouches, blankets, kitten onesies. And oh I just God. got body – Stars all over my body again. <gasps> Animal sweaters and possum and bird boxes. How gorgeous is that? So she said you can come for as long as you want. And uh, What we'll dates? So that is – let me just look. If I could that. sew, if I could knit, if I could oh. – December 14, you're going to be all right. Ah. So we'll Today is uh, December 11th. So we'll have to make sure we get the link weekend. up. Yeah. Um, if I had any skill sets in that realm, well, I we could make tea. Yeah, yeah, I can do that bit. Yeah, yeah, I can bring cake. I, can do that. <laughs> I got that. Yeah. Isn't that so beautiful? So they've already gorgeous. What they've already um, and there's a, we'll actually put the link that's got uh, what they need in the highest amount in the priority list. Thank you very much. Believe it or not, they've already been inundated with koala mittens. There have been people all around the world that have actually donated mittens for the koalas. And that GoFundMe, that shows you how powerful that platform mm. is. It's truly remarkable. They do amazing stuff they when you've got the, 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 the community coming together yeah, to back something. Yeah, GoFundMe is brilliant. It yeah. is brilliant. Well, if the government's not going to fund it, fuck it, we'll do it. Yeah, what well, the fuck yeah. are they and doing? And as you said before, if everyone just threw in, skipped having their coffee for the day yeah. or a week, mm-hmm. just threw in $20 a week, that's just it's just huge, isn't it, really? That's the challenge for everyone. Give mm. up something. Pretend it's Lent. <laughs> Give up something, convert that cash, donate it to something. That's right. Yeah. Give back. That's it. Fuck the government. Yeah. <laughs> Need them. Let's just Gla- Gladys Berejiklian, she, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, our premier Berejiklian, but I call it Berejiklian. Berejiklian. Pay so little attention to. Politics Do you know how here. much she's donated? Fifty thousand dollars out of the government of the government's money towards the fires. Oh, I think you meant herself. I so no, 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 no. It's not her money. Yeah, for the government's money. <laughs> that that's what I'm no, pretty it's all sure. It's tax deductible, regardless if it's hers or the government's. Well, yeah, so, yeah, 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 like yeah. fifty uh, grand. What's that going to get? That's a petrol for the truck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Have you heard that people are stealing the water from the firemen up in the rural areas? What? So they've got these areas where they keep all the water in these tanks, which they then go to to fill up their <gasps> fire trucks. But I thought of how that works. Well, no. the firemen aren't too pissed off about it because it's just the locals who have no water left because there's just so oh, many water shortages. Yes, that they literally course. they have no water, so they they kind of need it. So it's oh. kind of like, well, it's bad that they're doing it because they need it for the fires, but also these people are going to die if they don't have water because they're literally all their all their own tanks have run out because there's just no water at the moment. There's no rain. There's so it's but it's so it's kind of like they're they're pissed off, but it's like well. What are you going what to are you do? Gonna do? So, yeah. so why hasn't someone invented a way of channeling um, the seawater inland? Desalination. Well, well, well the, you know, just there is ways to do that, but desalination is really expensive, really energy consuming, and the, there's a plant in Sydney which is open and it's running at 100, percent which they're going to expand, but it takes time to build it. And I'm surprised, um, Mr. Tesla, dude, um, Musk, Elon Musk hasn't decided to just build a massive desalination plant over here because well didn't he do this uh, adelaide battery yeah yeah he did the battery thing but yeah it, it surprised me that he hasn't thought actually we can um because <laughs> you make a lot of money from the government paying for it 
like you have to build it, which costs you a lot of money, as you know. But then that's going to be the answer globally yeah. to the water shortage crisis. I could have sworn that I read an article, it was ages ago, that someone has worked out a way to convert seawater into drinking water. Well, that's their desalination plant. But, but yeah, supposedly yeah, but on a really like a really easy way of doing it. And it's like, okay, well, and I get that it's going to be really expensive to get it from the outside into our desert area, but fuck. I think technically you can just boil it and then the, the condensation can then, if you capture that and then turn that, yeah, so you've just got to get it. But there is a way of get it inland. That's how it works. But it's but yeah, getting inland. Obviously, yeah. you need like pipelines, I suppose, to do it. Maybe, but you know, oh, definitely possible, you do. That's huge. Yeah, the infrastructure. The, um, just create some man-made lakes that just rivers. <laughs> get them all the way in, all the way in, all the way in. Just get them all in. Between <laughs> a river. A canal. Yeah, yeah, yeah a canal basically. Yeah, you've got to force it. So, you Did know. you read the gorgeous story about the 14-year-old that where – I can't remember exactly where it is in Australia. However, the, the waters have evaporated so much. He was by hand picking up – he saved 100 fish, catching fish, the big fish, and taking it from the small – puddles of water and putting it in the bigger bottom. Oh, so beautiful. Kindness. What are we going to do when it all runs out? So this is the thing. Like, we've got to fix it. Well, I mean, look at bees, water. I know. You can climate change. Do you know about – so you're talking about the desalinisation thing. Look, we're – We just need uh, more of them, basically. Basically, Oh, yeah. But I was just – Got to raise um, how remarkable uh, technology is and the capabilities of it, and over in Africa, how they've um, made those the machines uh, repurposing, uh, recycling water out of waste. Oh, and there are smart enough people, I'm sure. Well, I mean, they're, they're, they are talking about doing that here with like water from the toilets and all that sort of stuff, and turning that into. Grey water for well, they already do grey. Well, they do grey water. They're talking here. about increasing that, though. Okay, yeah, yeah, as well as a, as a means to get people so they can water their gardens and all that sort of shit. So, mm. which isn't that necessary, but it kind of is as well, sort of. So. Well, definitely, because again, it's also about encouraging the animals. Like I know we're in suburbia, but also if you know you don't have that wildlife, you don't have that fauna. And flora well, yeah, I mean, thriving. It's a cycle it, of life, isn't it's it? It's just things are just going to start. Impact the bees, couldn't it? And that's yeah. they're the most important thing mm. anywhere, really. Imagine, yeah, that's amazing. And, and, and it's amazing what we learn as we sort of progress. Like, you know, you never learned that in school when we were kids. And the bees are the most important. You only learn like, anything in school. I no. Fucking anything. No. <laughs> fucking I haven't taken anything for the past, you know. <laughs> Year twelve. We so went to. Leave um, it there. I learned how to do the nine times table pretty well. <laughs> fingers. Do you never know that? No. It's the one thing I remember. Oh. You never know that. So you know you can only do it up to ten though. Yeah. So because <laughs> you only got ten fingers, but you can use your toes. So you get your hands out, and then if you want to go three times nine, you put the third finger down. Twenty-seven. Four times nine. Thirty-six. <gasps> five times nine. Forty-five. Six times nine, oh, fifty-four. I never knew that. Timmy Tricky. It's the one thing I learned in twenty years of school, or whatever <laughs> it was, couldn't it? Uh, but then, if you you can go, you go to ten times nine, because then, yeah. No. But yeah, pretty good though. That's that's actually yeah. quite clever. Science. It's like word uh, association remembering. 
things, people's names. And yeah, I was never very good at that. No? Yeah, or like, you know, doing those things where you say a little sentence and it tells you oh, the like order the co- of the like planets the, or like, like the, the periodic slang. table or something, but it's oh. like, oh, I fucking don't remember any of that. <laughs> Speaking of bees, when we went to Bear's friend's for Thanksgiving, we were sitting at the back and because someone had brought a dog in and she was gorgeous and everyone's mulling around her and she was getting a little bit irritated and we realised, we thought, oh, there's flies hanging around her, but it was, they had a little native bee box in the backyard. Yeah, you can buy them. There's a company yes, in Australia. I Actually, I'm going to find that link because they're really cool. And I forgot to ask them if they'd actually had their first run of honey, it'd be very interesting to see what it tasted like. Are they the little tiny ones? Yeah. Wayside Chapel has them as oh, well on their rooftop. And they don't bite you. And they're tiny they're and they've got cute. the proper hives, but they've got the tiny ones and then you just watch well, them. They're the native bees. Those little bees are the native ones and mm. the bigger bees aren't. They're not native. Yeah. So, mm. yeah. So the I'd bees. never seen them before. We went to, uh, we went up to Cape Byron and we did a gin tour at uh, Booksy's Gin and we did a, a walk through the forest mm. and they showed us a lot of the natives that are the Davidson plums and the lemon myrtle and the, the, the little bees. And, yeah, it was really lovely. Yeah, so nice cool. to educate people, mm. take them, take it further. Yeah, I looked into getting one. Like you can get a little one and you like build it yourself and you yeah, can paint totally, it whatever yeah, colour you big. want and then you, they just, I don't know, I don't know how the bees know you got it. I don't know if to put a sign up or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Santa <laughs> to, this to way. Yeah. Bees this way. Accommodation. When we went to the Carrington, um, Carrington work, no, Carriage Works Markets mm-hmm. and we went into that little workshop and they were building them and they're like these little circular tubes that they stack up and it's just, yeah, and that's for the bees. Mm. And I'm like, that's amazing. And they just plop them around. and So clever. Simple. Yeah, everyone, everyone. I might get one. Yeah. Good. Mm. Just don't if you're allergic to bee stings. Just don't. <laughs> they, don't they don't bite Important you, though. Okay, these ones are okay. Just yeah, the like little ones. Yeah, I mean, normally even the bigger bees, as long as you don't fuck with them. Yeah, yeah. I did as a child. Traumatised. I remember having to go to the hospital because my brother got stung. It was quite spectacular. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think he meant to disrupt the bees, but something yeah, sometimes happened. Sometimes it's accidentally. My sister, it happened to my sister. She had I think he stacked it on his bike. I think he stacked it on his bike actually, yeah, and, and yeah. disrupt something. Bit special. <laughs> Same thing with you, mm-hmm. with your friend. Yeah. Oh, my sister. <laughs> oh. Her and her friend, they got I remember oh. getting chased by bees. It's a bit oh. of a memory of mine, but I don't know what. A fun, funny one though. <laughs> it's always funny when it's happening to someone else yeah. and especially a sibling mm. yeah. sorry she had a fair share of uh, got back at me enough times so. <laughs> oh yeah same with yeah 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 and lots of stories oh, siblings. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, my brain just caved in <laughs> um, and so you'd say your favorite is wayside I think the connection uh, with the people. Yeah, I think because because it's look, and again, everyone's going to have their their favourites of, of what they enjoy engaging with, and some people want to be hands off, and I think there's so many different ways to interact with them. So 
the way I work with them is I will physically go out there and volunteer, um, but I also do design work for them. So, unfortunately, it's the memorial posters. Oh. oh they're like, hey, Anna. And I'm like, oh, God, someone died. Um, but also I shot a video for them and I did the editing for them for an event that they had. So it's also about, you know, it don't necessarily have to be a good talker or, you know, want to change the world. It could just be whatever you do normally. You can actually offer that as a skill set. Whatever your skill is. Yeah. Find a use for it, there's, yeah. there's someone there who used to be homeless who goes and cuts hair every Tuesday afternoon because he was a hairdresser by trade. So it, it, everyone is has the ability to contribute. So whether it's, you know, you like to do painting and you want to participate in one of their classes or you know how to knit and you want to teach people how to knit, you can you can basically do anything and, and really be um, as engaged as you want it to be. So that's what I really like about it. And places like Maggie's Rescue, they're not actually an animal shelter, so you don't get to sort of sit there and play with cats and dogs. It's a fostering system. Um, So you can be a foster carer and you can take um, dogs and cats until they find their forever homes. Uh, I help them with their social media and design stuff. Again, because they don't know... You know they don't have um, you know staff on hand that can sort of run that sort of thing. And that's so important as well because obviously everyone's on yeah. the social media and all that sort of stuff. So it's it is an connector. important way to you've, get people to know about it. And, yeah. You've got to advertise the animals. You've Absolutely, got to you've yeah. got to put on events. And I think that's what's really different about um, the charity scene at the moment is it it's really competitive. Um, you know everyone wants your money. Everyone wants your time. Everyone has a great cause, and it's about getting that exposure and leveraging partnerships and getting corporates on board and that's what's really important and I think that is what you know a lot of them need help with which again not my skill set but I can sort of go as far as I can Mm. and hopefully give them some things that they can then go away and get that support and that additional funding which is always the biggest thing because you know if you can prove that you are you know servicing the community or you're saving the animals or you're doing whatever it is that you're doing I think it's really important to be able to report back on that, to show the public what you are doing because I think that's a really uh, important factor because if you can see them making change, you're more inclined to participate because if you can't see what they're doing and the money just goes into the back room and don't worry, trust us, it's all working, you, you don't have that. highly paid executive. Yeah, yeah you, sure. you don't have that time. belief or trust that that's actually going to be, you know, funneled down to where it needs to go so when you can actually go there and actually be a part of it it just it makes such a difference for me personally definitely so, well yeah. I, we were talking about charity this morning i had a coffee with a friend and he he um he, he i told him about the that GoFundMe page and he said yeah i just wonder how much money actually is it a trustworthy organization and as you're talking about transparency to gain that trust and then it's going to be an ongoing yeah. ongoing thing. Because again, if, if, if you can show me that it's, it's working, I'm more inclined to donate again or to participate more or to even be more involved or get my company on board or like it, it can just – the smallest – the smallest interest can lead to something massive and yeah, magical. I feel like company sponsorship is super important because they can actually bring in quite big amounts of money because for them it's obviously a tax write-off so yeah. it's, they're you know, more likely to do it and they can bring in these big amounts of money which can really make a massive difference. Mm. Yeah. And it's good for the you know corporate integrity as well. Mm. So a lot Absolutely. of uh, companies might do their own sort of thing. Um, my organisation, the, um, the Travel Corporation, loves to encourage um, us to go out and do volunteer hours. So for 
um, the hours that you do, you get um, time in lieu. So you can actually have two days off work for charity work that you've done. Oh, that's good. So they really encourage that. They'll also do it in-house. So um, a couple of weeks ago they were making um, cards for sick children and because, you know, they sometimes have to celebrate their birthdays in hospitals mm. and hospice or whatever, um, they'll just get all these cards. And so you just make these generic cards and you know that um, a 20-year-old Sarah is in for cancer. Can you please do her a card? And it's just, you know, it's from – it's just heartfelt and it's small and it's really easy to do when, you know, you take a few hours out of your day to participate and it's it's just awesome. So that, that that sort of corporate giving is really important. Yeah, I always like the Ronald McDonald House stuff. That was great. That was got a friend that works there, there now, and, and it's yeah, cook for him and stuff. That yeah, was fun. So. Mm. And when you actually have the parents coming up to you and saying how grateful they are that they could have a night off not having to cook because we go there and cook for them with PhD, mm. and um, that was always quite fulfilling and kind yeah, of I had nice a to see. Friend in Adelaide who. Um, their baby boy had three lots of chemo from brain tumours and they were remarkable. He'd go off for a weekend and he just said it was amazing. Yeah, can't, that's, that's can't talk high, can't, can't talk highly enough about it. It's mm. the best thing Macca's does, I think, in terms of, you know, say what you will about the company as a whole, but that charity they do is, is incredible and global, you know, every, mm. it's, it's everywhere, so... Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of comedians who I listen to on the podcast. Who uh, I found out the other day, he uh, Theo Von. He um, every week he goes down an evening and spends time with them all and entertains them and has fun with them and does stuff with them. You know, but he, he never has never mentioned it either. It's just someone else mentioned it on another podcast, oh, so he goes and does it. Humble pie. So it's like, yeah, yeah it's, it's really nice to oh, see that's that. It's, and that's yeah, obviously in America, it's it's quite big as well. So, mm. yeah. yeah, it's a great. Oh, there's a lot of things down. going wrong there with the government and lack of Medicare and the medical system and and the, the homelessness is, is oh. extraordinary over there too. Just some of the stories and documentaries I've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like they've got those they like could, ten um, cities. Yeah, mm. they could uh, solve the whole problem with um, uh, the, well, the homeless problem and the fact that there's so many people who can't even afford to eat properly. Um, that are like right on the kind of poverty line kind of thing. And um, if they just cut some of their defence budget, they could solve the whole problem overnight, literally. Just put money into, just direct the money into that area rather than into the defence budget and problem solved. But they won't do that. So, yeah, it's, um, I don't know, they just don't seem to care. I don't know. Well, it's um, high up in Trump Tower. He doesn't see what the yeah, minions are, fuck, are going through. and. But whether he'll still be in in a few months, I don't know, whenever it is. It's happening soon, isn't it? So, But I don't know. But the Democrats just are in fighting, so just it's going to be what happened last time. and It's, yeah, it's fucked. It is. Did you see the SNL skit? No, no, I don't watch it enough. I should, yeah. I just saw it on Facebook. I, I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, so... Um, not sure if you saw at the NATO conference, um, the French and Canadian and um, a bit what's of a the, the one from the UK? Oh, Boris Johnson. Yeah, Johnson. Um, we're, we're standing around. British Trump. And they were going like, did you see him? He like talked for 40 <laughs> minutes. It was meant to be a photo and his team's <laughs> jaws just dropped and I'm just like, <coughs> they can <coughs> hear you. <coughs> um so SNL did a skit and and they said, if you thought that was bad, you should have seen what happened in the NATO cafeteria. So it's like <laughs> like Mean Girls. Oh, and so, funny. you know, uh, the three, you know, 
um, guys walk in and they're like the cool guys and the girls are like, ah, and Trump wants to sit with them and they don't want Trump to sit, go sit with Latvia. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. So, yeah. I should watch that more. It's, yeah. it's pretty good. Thing. And, yeah, look, I, I think it, it – it, it, Yes, it's it's funny, but I think it also it just shines a light on what everyone's thinking, and it's just like, yeah, you are like you 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 it's literally um, are a mockery. It's ridiculous. Yeah. In 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 the world of democracy, and politics and presidency. in general in so many countries is getting fucked. There was I don't know if you ever heard of it, but there was a program called Spitting Image in the UK from oh, the eighties. Yeah. It was like this political satire thing, but with these like puppets. Like imagine Jim Henson, but really fucked up and rude and over the top satire okay. it's ridiculous it was all in, like Ma- in the, the Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> kind of yeah it's in the Margaret Thatcher days and it was okay. all really funny but re- lots of satire but really clever and hard-hitting and look, look like caricatures yeah it was caricatures yeah, yes yeah. okay they're, they're bringing it back because the current state of politics globally there's a call for it they for have a lot of content to, to work they've with got a lot of content so they're bringing it back which I cannot wait to see and it's the original guys who did it and oh. all the They've got some of the old puppets still and they're recreating them all. It's all these like proper real like Jim Henson style puppets and stuff. So it's um yeah. One to watch out it's for. It's really good, yeah. Oh, would yeah, you mind so. writing that down? Yeah, I'll I'll look I, up the link. I, heard, I read an article, but I've not heard anything since. So I hopefully it's still happening. But um yeah. Well, well they've got all this um material available. Well Trump's just a, it's He's just, a just walking a... material. It's just constant. Oh it must be a shame when he gets kicked out or gets impeached, but it's probably for the best, but yeah. Makes my head hurt. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like, oh, it really, really, really. Rub the does. temples. Rub the temples. Yeah. Yeah. Just you just wake up and you think, is it a bad dream? No, it's reality. Fuck, isn't it? it's <laughs> fucking crazy. What's going it's on? In, I mean, we've got this election in England happening at the moment. Mm. So that's all like. But both of them are fucking idiots. One's so a racist. One's a moron. So I don't know anything do you about that. For? So what? What's that election for? That's for the new prime minister. New yeah. Prime minister. So Boris Johnson got in basically without actually being voted in. He yeah. took over from. May. Yeah, who took over from someone else. Someone else who... None of them have been voted in, basically. And they keep changing. I think May Just did like eventually, actually. It's like passing the baton. The only reason May got in because she made a deal with the Irish who are basically kind of terrorists, but not quite, you know. Well, they kind of are. Um, and All the bombings, yes. yeah. Yeah, um, which was all a bit frowned upon. And then they, she then fucked them over, so then they looked... She lost them, and that's pretty much how she lost because she couldn't get Brexit to happen when she didn't even want Brexit in the first place. Well, she, yeah, what a shitty job to get. To yeah, she didn't at all. She was against it, and then when she got voted in, then she had to do it, and then it became her only thing. And it's like, mm. anyway, and then Johnson came in, who's basically a moron. This um, is just like a, just like Trump. They both he's quite like clever, do- though. dodgy yeah, car salesman. Trump is a moron. But it's like the guy out of. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, the headmaster. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Trump is a legitimate <laughs> moron, but oh Boris Johnson yes. is actually quite clever, but he plays a moron, I think. And oh, he plays it very well. Yeah. He kind <laughs> of is. He hair. is, but he's quite clever at the same time, but he is an idiot. So anyway. On the spectrum and then you've got like. Jeremy Corbyn, who's basically a racist. Oh, he's the other guy. So he's he kind of hates Jewish people. <laughs> he does. It's a there's He's a, gone on on TV and apologise for the anti-Semitic stuff that's happening within the Labour Party. It's, just, it's a known thing and everyone knows it's and it's so it's it's kind of a really weird thing. But then he's obviously what he's, I mean, he's trying to save the NHS and all this shit and Boris Johnson's trying to sell it off to the Americans and all this kind of shit. So there's all kinds of shit going on with that. So I mean, I don't really understand. I mean, it's, it's all very, so I don't know what would be better really. I mean, it's, it's kind of both have got their negatives, but 
going to move to an island. I think I prefer Labour to get in charge. There's no government. Just I want to move to New Zealand. It could be like Survivor. Oh, Jacinta's great. The uh, Prime Ministery person. Yeah, it's amazing. And they've they voted they voted for like being zero carbon and all this shit. There's there's so much positive stuff. So I think I'm going to move there. Mm. Move to and Wanaka. That's my dream anyway. Move to Wanaka. Somewhere in Europe, they just um, have their youngest prime minister and the entire cabinet's like female. Oh, really? In New <gasps> no, no, no. It's over in Europe. Oh, I've got to remember the, where it's it Germany, was. Germany, is it? No, 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 no. Uh, it's a smaller country. But yeah, it's, um, yeah, they've just. Yeah, sure. like one of the youngest prime ministers ever, and now her cabinet's going to be predominantly female, and it's like, it's good. shit's going to get done properly. Oh, girl <laughs> yeah. power it's, taking um, over. It's a shame with Theresa May that it went as bad as it did. I feel sorry for she, her in the sense that she got dropped into she the Brexit. Made, yeah, it was completely fucked. She made this statement at the end, all like about climate and what we should do and all this stuff that we need to look at, and it was such a great speech. And it's like, why the fuck didn't you just focus on that instead of all this Brexit bollocks? Like, I know you kind of had to, but if it was me and I was Prime Minister, I'd be like, we're not doing it, fuck off. Basically, you can't I've do it. Well, this is... Yeah, but the whole thing was based on in, incorrect facts and all this sort of stuff, and it was a complete fuck-up. A lot so. of pollies, they say certain things to to win their seats, but then they, when they're in their position of power, they've got so much pressure from the rest, rest of the party it's that fucked, things yeah. don't happen. Yeah, yeah, it's fucked. They can't get anything done. <laughs> bollocks it's all corruption it's all people who are getting paid off by the big corporate companies so it's always that kind of thing it's just it's all fucked and they reckon here the Chinese government is infiltrating our government I'm like oh the Russians and oh, the rough the Russians are everywhere like I think, yeah. <laughs> they're just every, every well, they're listening right now darling well <laughs> if you don't see me tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> I watch Rocky Four. Uh. I know what to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, baby. Uh. Um, yeah, it's fucked, isn't it? Yeah, it is fucked. So let's talk. This about is why we drink whiskey. Yeah, well, and gin. Well, you got to drive the yeah, broomstick. Yeah. So you can't anymore. Uh, so we should we talk about something else fun that we did? Let's get onto a lighter note. Yeah, lighter. lighter. Where do we go after you stuffed your face? Oh. <laughs> We went to – now I'm going to get a name wrong. Um, I've got my notes from – I've Mo- talked about it before. Mojo. Mojo Juju. Yeah, Mojo Juju, an Indigenous artist who was breathtaking. Hang on. Those Hang on. vocal cords. She's unreal, isn't she? The story, Juju. the banter. All of it. I was very full. <laughs> uh, I had to nudge her a couple of times. Wake up, wake up, wake up. <laughs> yeah, it was it was hard, but it was oh, she was amazing. Yeah, it was the second to last night of her native tongue tour, native which tongue, is yeah, the, her last record. Yeah, and her dad was Filipino, mm. and her mum is um, indigenous from Wadjuri clan, and I think she's got some European descent there as yeah. well. Yeah, and she talks about. Her her whole album is about. Are you okay? Can you hear I something could hear here? the oh, plane. Yeah, plane? no, no, it's those um, cicadas. Yeah, noisy fuckers. I don't know. I call cicadas. Noisy fuckers. Yeah. Oh, have you walked through the forest at Barara? 
They are. Uh, you need earplugs. They are so loud. Oh, crazy! Most cats and headphones. And you know they live underground for years and then come up. I've never seen one though. Are they actually? I don't know what they. I don't know what they what look they like. Fucking look like. Do you want me to look it up for you? Maybe. Oh, you look it up and find. Yeah, yeah I'm trying to find something positive to talk about. Well, um, no, we're going to talk about Mojo Juju. Mojo she's, Juju. Yeah, 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 I like that. I wrote that down. She's been around for a while, so she comes yeah. from a musical family. Um, her uh, grandma was a singer. Her grandpa played the clarinet. Her mum the trombone, and a brother who was performing with her on the drums. On the drums. Why would you ever learn the trombone? It's not a very sexy instrument, is it? Is that the? It's that one where you go. It's quite funny as an instrument, but. Not it the is. coolest if you at school and want to. I, I want guess to someone's had to play it though. True, yeah, <laughs> true. Someone had to. <laughs> Maybe it was the last instrument there. It's like, all right, you take this one. So, how would you describe what she was, what her story was? So, the way I interpreted her stories and and her amazing songs was, it was very much um, a reflection of her life. So it was about the upbringing, never fitting in, being, you know, um, biracial, multiracial. Like she had quite a bit of a, of a mixture, and and you just never sort of fit in. So you know whether you know the Malaysian heritage, the Indigenous heritage, white Australia, um, having to grow up in a society that likes to label everyone. I think that seemed to be a common theme and thread for her in regards to well. Just because you're trying to pigeonhole me here, it's actually, you know, not what I am. And I think, you know, when you grow up like that, you do have to sort of try and find your place in the world. And I think that would have been so difficult for her back in the day. Like, because she was in rural Mudgee or something, was it? Uh, uh, Dubbo. Dubbo, yeah. So so being out in in rural area where there wouldn't have been a lot of your kind, um, you know, that would have been something that would have been difficult to navigate as a, as a child and when you've got you know parents you know that, that have either immigrated into the country or you know whatever and then you know they've also got to find their place and you know you get ridiculed and picked on and you know it, it, it's just so ostracizing but the way she sort of spoke about it and the way that she dealt with it and the songs that came out of it it, it was just magical she was just there were some songs that I was just like Rawr! like it was like anthemy and it was like you could really get behind it and it would be the sort of thing that, you know, young people would need to hear today to, to really help them get through the same sort of situations of where they would find themselves of like, well, where the fuck do I fit in? Well, this is right. And multi-layered, so also being queer mm. and uh, but also struggling with the fact that not really having a huge connection with her heritage, she wished that... Her father had um, taught them the language and so she lost the connection there with your ancestry and, and, and making that trickle down through, mm. through family and generations. And, but her – it was quite funny. Andrew Bolt wrote a – and I'm going to put it up. I should see if I can find it. She um, – he, he – quite conservative and he said that she was oh this is not a song that because apparently scomo wrote uh, created a um 
Spotify playlist of his favourite Aussie songs, hits or something like that. And and Andrew Bolt said, this is not the sort of music he wants to listen to about you feeling sorry for yourself. And... Um, <laughs> which is quite hilarious in itself. But she, um, I'm going to see if I can find it. Uh, she, her response was absolutely gorgeous. She wrote a love letter back to him and basically said, thank you so much for you raising that because essentially this is what I'm singing about. I'm actually celebrating my life. I'm celebrating working out who I am. I'm, I am talking about my struggles and and hopefully this is going to help other people and make people be able to have a voice as well and uh, it was it was really, really beautifully written. At the end she writes love, yeah, mojo and so we'll put that up. I, yeah, that's cool. Um, Music can be so powerful like that. It's just yeah. it's such an awesome... Yeah, so she's unapologetically... She sticks it to you. She's really fierce. She's strong. She's mighty, but she's also gentle and and vulnerable, vulnerable, yeah. incredibly vulnerable. And she's not wanting people to feel sorry for her at all. It was. It's a very strong album, mm. and I think she's. I think one I've heard any of her stuff actually. I don't know. Na- native tongue is what mm. it's called. Okay. It's yeah, brilliant. It is, but brilliant. it was also quite interesting because she does come across as this powerful woman, and she has these this beautiful music and such big talent. And what she actually towards the end was saying, she's like, I actually suffer from a lot of anxiety and depression. And when you think that those songs had to come from somewhere and I think I think that she drew on her pain and she drew on um, the, the shitty experiences and how she actually came through it. And I think that's what made them so beautiful because it was, fuck, she's not perfect. She's not completely healed. She's not anything she is just all of it plus some so i thought that was just i think it's just great. saying that we're all a work in progress yeah. aren't we? we're all cons- we're, we're not perfect we are everyone's got their own we're, issues we're, haven't they yeah yeah and not me i'm perfect <laughs> uh, please don't judge how i spell tongue oh. i write native tongue i think i put too many u's in it <laughs> <laughs> It does have at least one U, doesn't it? That, that could be a good pickup line, but yes, um, yeah. there's only one. Yeah, I put two in there. Okay, well, yeah. a bit interesting. It's a bit of a running thing that I write down the uh, notes and pretty much spell everything incorrectly. Um, so she said, it, it generally gets worse as I go down because I drink more whiskey. Well, so yeah, consequences. Yeah. So I spent I spelled Indu right, and then it just goes to shit yeah, well, after that. So if you yeah. stuffed that up, that would be yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so she said, "The song Native Tongue is not a complaint, as he suggested. I think to view it as complaining would be slightly reductive, but that's just my opinion. I wrote this song as an expression of some complex emotions, such as grief for loss of culture and indigenous languages, and other impacts of." assimilation, colonisation and the whitewashing of our non-Western cultures. This is not a song of self-pity, it is a song of self-empowerment. And uh, she said, I believe that good leadership leadership is about listening. Also believe that music is a powerful communication tool. Just like you said to me, one that transgresses time, geography, age, gender, and race. Music can be can unite, divide, and inspire revolutions across generations. Mr. Bold is wrong to suggest that listening to music is purely an aesthetic pursuit. Sure, we all listen to music for pleasure, but music has always held a mirror to society. It has also been a snapshot of the issues that affect people. 
Sure, ScoMo would um, should listen to whatever music he likes when he's turning those snags on his barbecue, cruising around in his luxury car. But if he cared about what is happening in this country um, that he's supposedly leading, he should he should listen. Uh, he would listen to more of our voices. So thank you, Mr. Bolt, for highlighting an important issue and including me in the conversation. Love Mojo, kiss kiss. Touche. Is that amazing? She's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was and it was um very generous performance because she it was her and her brother um, and also the there was a choir there was the orchestra which they are called uh, I have to refer to my notes <laughs> oh, uh, Pacifica Victoria Choir so they're Pacific Islanders mm. and they were they were beautiful weren't they magic yeah amazing and. Uh, in the background, she had lots of family photos, and her one of her other brothers was talking, and he's he her oldest brother actually. He had suffered greatly because of all of the bullying, and has got a huge amount of anxiety and depression. However, he spoke about that and spoke. They're very, they're clearly a very tight family. They've been through a lot, and they moved around a qui- uh, quite a bit too, and and so just didn't grow any roots anywhere. On top of all the other layers of difficulties that were faced, mm. well presented to them, and they seem to have just come through mm. uh, in such a powerful way. Like you know, even like developing their own families. Her mother has now come out as gay in mm. her sixties, mm. and has a partner. And I'm just like, oh, just. Owning your own shit, I think, is just if, that's you, if, right. if that's what you can get out of any life lesson or you know bad experience. If you can come out going, you know, I know myself better and I know what I want for myself. That's it. Through yeah. adversity, wonderful things happen, don't they? Mm. It's about your attitude and your perspective and what you can take from it. All important. Mm. Mm. What was then? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what was the theatre we were in? City Recital Hall. City they have a lot of classic, Recital Hall. Classical. Yeah. It's well known for a lot of the classical um, shows. It's pretty remarkable, the sound system there. Yeah. I was going to write that down, but I don't even know where to begin with recital. So, that's, so, so. it's right. It's, um, <laughs> you know, Angel Place, and you, you look up and you can actually, there's about 100 bird cages, and as you walk through, the sounds of birds go off. And it's right, it, oh. yeah, it's in between Pitt and George Street. Yeah. It, was a lane, <laughs> it was a laneway you did not go down 15 years ago and now it's like, oh, all the great restaurants are here and oh, that's a little arty and it's, yeah, Lovely. it's beautiful. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure I've walked down it drunk. I'm sure you've been at something. Angel Bar, which is on the corner and it used to be so dodgy, but it's about three or four storeys oh, or something. Oh, and upstairs yeah, is amazing mm. now. It's this yeah. proper... Loungy um, bar, which is very dimly lit, and they've they've peeled back layers and layers to expose the old wall and wallpaper, and all the staff are really engaging. I was going to say we'll go there, but she could not fit one more thing in. <laughs> she said, "I've got to go home. Got to go home first taxi." I was she was gonna like, die. <laughs> She's like having a granny. I'm like, you can shove that granny. <laughs> You shove that Negroni cube, you know where. And I was like, I was. I literally got into the cab and undid my jeans. (laughs) And I was like, 
was... See, I predict that and wear like stretchy pants. Yeah. So. I didn't. I did. Yeah. I well, I did forewarn. I said, "Starve yourself today," <laughs> which I did. But it was still oh, <laughs> because we only had two hours. The, the seating's only allowed two hours, which is a bit unfair when you have the banquet. And we did the big banquet. It's like a food yeah. challenge, you know, like those men that go in there. They've got yeah, ten minutes like to eat the twenty twenty like, kilo yeah, yeah. burger. It's like they get like we didn't have enough time. Give me, give me a chance. Give me a chance. Yeah. Oh, love that shit. Mm, yeah. yeah, no. So we threw mm. you into a taxi and then the bear and I went to the Prince of York for a drink, which is where I was wanting to take you. You told me to get fucked. Pretty much. And <laughs> that's what friends do. Yeah, exactly. And uh, that's really great, that place. We got a Negroni, which was delicioso, but they it was they were calling last drinks, which oh. is good. And oh, it's super funky in there. And if you go in, you have dinner. Later on, you can go downstairs and they have um, 80s music playing and get a bit of a dance floor happening. It's like fun, a bit of cheesy pops. We like that. Speaking yeah. of, 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 of dancing, what what's your opinion on these lockout laws? Do you think it's going to make a difference? Uh, so January 14 is uh, the date that they're being lifted, apart from King's Cross. And she's she's pretty much said in a roundabout way that as long as everyone behaves themselves, they'll stay this way. But will it actually make a difference? Will any of these time. places come back to life? A lot of places it's have to take close a long down. time. Well, I mean, it won't be the same places because that's it now. But I think it will give opportunity to new places to open up, which is going to be good. But... Yeah. Especially eateries as well. I King's mean. Cross, they just don't want it to go back to how it was. But yeah. they, they want the King's Cross to be a trendy, foodie, eaty place with with apartments and restaurants and all that shit. That's Which what they want it to become. Because it so, cause it's such like a prime spot. Well, they've succeeded. But yeah, they, uh, this whole thing, I think, was just to get King's Cross cleared out so they could build on it and do all that stuff because it's in such a prime spot in the city with the view over the thing and it's really close to, you know, the Botanical Gardens and Domain and Willamaloo and all that shit. Mm. That they just want to get rid of all the fucking idiot backpackers and Well, they just moved. Something. They just they Well, scattered. they just go somewhere else, yeah. yeah, which doesn't really solve the problem. But they don't give a fuck about that. They just want to be able to, con- you know... Yeah, but they've realised how extraordinary the amount of money that has been lost in revenue from tourism. Yeah, it's a lot. And it's, oh, the, it's, it's the general consensus that you don't go out in Sydney anymore because you can't. So like, and it's, it's uh, you know, you get all these famous people coming and sharing that on social media and it's, it's having an effect. Like, you know, you had the Rolling Stones out here wherever a few years ago or whenever it was and they were like complaining on social media because well, they couldn't go out and get a drink after the gig and stuff. It's it, just like, cool. what the fuck's going and on? And DJs, amazing DJs. Yeah, exactly. and, I mean, yeah, that's DJ's why Solo Sydney does so well because they do their day parties but they've got to finish dependent on the venue, 10, 10 11 o'clock. And, uh, but, I mean, hats off to the boys. They've done really well out of that. They know how to put on a good party. Yeah, exactly, and, yeah. uh, so I think for, for a bit I thought, oh, Sydney's a bit dead. But it really isn't. It's, it has had to, to find it, it, it's, it's adapted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it definitely has. And I think things will turn around again. It's going to take time. I feel like the food scene's got better because of it maybe mm. because – it's if you've got your restaurant then obviously that's kind of you can still focus on that and it's you know so there's more good restaurants and little places like that rather than the bars you well, can the go small out bar explosion the morning sort of as thing. well yeah, so. but, but once again you're at the bar and i mean you want to go out for dinner and sometimes you want a late dinner and then you want to go to a bar and then last drinks what 
You see, oh. I grew up with that in England, so it doesn't okay. really bother doesn't. Oh, you don't go out. I wouldn't go out past <laughs> midnight. You know, 12 o'clock at night, that's far too late. <laughs> I couldn't do it anyway without some sort of uh, accelerant to help <laughs> There's no way I can Roger Ramjet, he's our man. I hear you. No, 8.30 is my bedtime. Like, oh, I don't yeah. need this. Remember Roger Ramjet and his proton energy powder? Mm-hmm. Roger Ramjet. pill. His pep. Roger Ramjet. His cartoon. Yeah. Oh. Is that an proton Australian in- thing? No, I think it was American, wasn't it? I don't remember that. No. Yeah, it must have been American. It was very we had patriotic. Like Danger Mouse and Banana Man. Okay. <gasps> Danger Mouse. Yeah. Yeah, I remember those ones. Which is on Stan or Netflix or one of them. Yeah. It's got all of them. It's fucking mad. Uh, I liked Inspector Gadget. Yes. NBC. Oh. Good old Inspector Gadget. Mm. I think I'm a bit drunk. <laughs> American. Yeah. American. 1965. No, I don't remember that. 1965. That's probably that. why. We had so many <laughs> cartoony things and stuff in the UK that probably never made it over to us. But I don't know. Pretty funny though. Oh, nothing like a bit of nostalgia, as I keep saying. Mm. Mm. So Anna's about to go on an amazing retreat. Get the fuck out of Dodge. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Giving yourself some charity. I am, I am. I think it's been a big year and I'm lucky enough to have December off and I am going to the Hunter Valley for a seven-day detox retreat. So there's no alcohol. But isn't it it's like the vegetarian. wine region? Yeah, no, we're, not, we're not going to the wineries. So there's no alcohol. You sneak over to the vineyard on the next door. Where have you been? Uh, uh, I don't know where I was. I just found this detox at St Trini's or whatever it was. So you're detoxing. Tempest 2. It's like, no, that's the wrong venue. Oh, I got mixed up. I thought you said go down to the vineyard. She's yeah. not even allowed to have her phone on. Yeah, so they oh, encourage not to have your phone outside of your room. So you can, you know, you can go in the evenings if you need to make calls. You know, it's fine. Thank but Netflix. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's all, <laughs> yeah. I I could do it. Having a free count, aren't you? Yeah. yeah no caffeine? It. No alcohol? Oh, yeah, I could handle that. I could, I could do that. Yeah. All vegetarian? Seven days? Yeah, I could do that. I've, um, yeah. so. No you get, CBD? That's vegetarian. Uh, <laughs> Plant-based. Plant-based. Yeah. <laughs> it's as natural as it gets. Mm. Yeah. Coconut oil and hemp. Yeah. Great. So you get to pick, because um, it's a wellness thing, so you can do like wellness treatments or day spa treatments, and I'm there for the day spa. However, you got to go, oh, look, I want this facial, I want this massage or whatever. And I'm looking through the, the packages and I've just gone. And I'll have things like, you know, Hawaiian massage, or you can go see a nutritionist, or so a physiotherapist, a or yeah, I wouldn't have a clue. Yeah, pineapple. Yeah, yeah you rub pineapple mm. in your back. So That's, what you massage. <laughs> That's what you do. Um, so you've got all these ham normal things. Just hit you with a ham yeah. and rub pineapple in your yeah. back. Yeah, Ross with the um, yeah, wooden, yeah, with spoons, the wooden spoons. Wooden spoons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it is that, I'll let you know. Yeah. Too many you know friends that, references. That. I'd quite but like that. What I've booked in is a private. Kung Fu lesson. Yeah, sweet. Out of all the things that you can yeah, do, how let's, unusual. let's do I a do that facial. every day. Let's do this. Let's do it's like Kung Fu lesson. And I'm like, I'm in. I've got I've got I'm gonna kick the shit out of something with not having alcohol and meat. Like I'll be it's angry. Probably all um I'm gonna be an angry woman. It's probably all the movements. Oh, I love that's yeah. quite meditative. I used to do like Tai the, Chi. Well, I, I I yeah, Tai Chi is great for that. And it's actually quite mm. 
um, good for the body in terms of all the movements you do because it's really slow and controlled. Mm. But I used to do like uh, praying mantis kung fu, and that was all about really learning the forms. Mm. And it's very meditative because you've got to remember it all, and you go through, and it's all precise positions. And yeah, it's really cool. Very come cool. back and kick all your asses. Yeah, from one lesson. <laughs> you just having one. Yeah. Well, I might get expert. <laughs> well if it's a long enough lesson you probably learn some good stuff yeah and i did martial arts when i was like 16 god that was so long ago but yeah so i really love that sort of stuff and like bruce lee and all that sort of and i'm just like oh my god i'm gonna be a ninja um at the end of the lesson yeah. oh, kick ass mm. kick ass excellent that's my seven days so there's going to be a little bit of pampering and then I'm going to kick some ass <laughs> and then a little bit of pampering and then I'm going to kick some ass and then right. and then it's over then Christmas oh. then try not to gorge myself back in the, the oh, real you world got you, you got you well my family does a big feast like we usually have a pig and a spit um, there's usually Fuck yeah. lots and lots of that. food you my, could I'm surprised well, my, you don't have a spit is, in the um, Backyard. Shout out to Millen's Free Range Butchers. They will sell. They will hire. They will sell. Well, not sell you. What's it? What's the word? Rent you a spit, mm. and then get you a pig, a little baby pig. What's it called? Suckling pig. Piglet. Piglet. Um, like out the book, babe. You know, one of them. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then wait, and you were just saying you cook one yeah, at dude, Christmas. Dude, I don't pick the babies. We get the big one. <laughs> Oh, it's still probably a suck. It's not a full big pig. It's yeah, probably, no, we it? do. My, my, pig. my family actually have it built into their backyard. They have a spit built. But like a big, big. Yeah, like a big spit. So oh, it's, yeah. it's it's like a. And a smoker. I need one of that. Yeah, I need my a mum smoker. smokes her own meats. I need a smoker. I'm thinking of getting one. She made it herself. So it's just like a, a four wall shed. Take one wall off, put the mesh up, smoke the meat, hang it under the pagola. Canberra's the perfect. Um, Weather for it because oh, yeah, it's okay. quite dry and cool, yeah, that'd be good. and so you just hang it outside. Did you yeah, say so you bring some could back? Get, for us? Yeah. yeah, so I yes, can bring please. some back. I could get a full-on pig on a spit from my butchers. Mm. But it's tempting. Under under the pagola. Under the pagola, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Your neighbours will lose their shit. Like people, no people come r- like yeah, ding 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 oh, ding ding that bell, <laughs> that bell will just be going off. Yeah, this is the compound. Remember, they're not getting it without oh. skills. They want to eat my delicious suckling pork. pig. It's, gonna, it's it's a knockout out the front. Yeah, loved that show. Loved yeah, they'll be in like big fat suits and they'll like <laughs> wrestle oh, each other I've and hit each other with to sticks. Do yeah, we'll have it out here. Yeah, it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Like home, home Alone We've got Sam's cat called Marvel. Aldous Who's going to be our guard cat We're going to have to deck him out with some <laughs> What's sort his of, name? Uh, Aldous Aww. Like Aldous Snow from the uh, Russell Brand thing She's a, we're, we're both big fans of Russell Brand so. I um, didn't realise until I brought it up that How much of a fan you are of Oh his. yeah, he's here in uh, next, next year, year Early next year, yeah Ooh, I might go Feb and March. see him Ooh. Invite him on the podcast like I do with every big comedian, <laughs> and they never respond. But I will still invite him. You'll have to be very focused with him because he will drill you. Well, I hope not. Yeah, he's so smart. So oh smart. no, I can. I've listened to him for years. We, we'll we'll get silly. <laughs> he can be a bit of a waffler. Yeah, with his podcast. Yeah. Like you've, you listened to some of those audio boom ones, did you? Oh, I've only listened to half, but it was pretty oh, funny. Got, did you get to the story about the dog? No. Oh, you no. got. A, oh my god, you got. It's yeah, the funniest I will. thing. I will. Like I literally was in tears at work listening to it. Oh, just, it's, that's so. And good. that's the first four episodes are just um, amazing. Best. And yeah. you you've got to listen to them in order because it's, it's this running oh, okay. joke. Because I just through. I thought, oh, 
No, no, you start. Six, no, no. And I, oh, it no, was you started at six. No, I, no, I just no, felt no. like being different. No, no, no. They, they, they all follow. <laughs> you have to start in order uh, with these okay, ones. It's chronological. Yeah, because the jokes run through. Okay. And, yeah, no, start at one. Okay, I'll do that. Definitely. Well, I was very cute. The um, the phone telephone neighbors, phone the neighbors, yeah, phone the neighbors, and ding dong, knocking. Who's that knocking at your door? Did they have that one? No, no, that would be the next episode. But it was so. What he'd do is he'd on the last digit of his phone number, he'd just go to the next digit and said, "Hello, mate, you're, you're right, you're and right." And if someone you're answers, a, you just na- ask them if they're neighbor. yeah, yeah you, you just ask if they're okay and if they need any you're, help. You're, you're my neighbor. You're yeah. my phone number. My telephone phone number. Neighbors. I'm just checking. You're all right. <laughs> Very cute. Yeah. yeah, that's like midway through. Yeah, start at one and All go right. through. It's Can you write that down again? Thanks, yeah, yeah, darling. Yeah. And I will, I will do that. But I, what I want to listen to before Friday is the um, debunking of the debunking with Chris Cresser, Joe Rogan. Oh, it's too heavy. I don't like those really? ones because they're just arguing. It's like, oh, I don't oh, like it. But no, okay. the guy has some really good points and he they go through every single thing that they debunked and he goes through and he has some really good points. And even Reagan was like, well, maybe I should take the other one down because he's kind of made some really well, good points. I know, I've read so. that. In the but I, I don't know though. I mean, it's, I don't know. I mean, I haven't really, it's just too heavy. I just. Okay. And um, it is long. It's nearly four hours. Yeah, huh? they get deep. Mm, yeah, they get no. Deep. no. For me, it's like, do I don't it's quite care enough because I'm not ever going to be a vegan, but I do support, it is good to eat like that sometimes for sure. Mm, I do. It can, it's so simple, really, nutrition. Just don't do anything in excess and just vary your diet as much as possible. Exactly. I honestly believe eating meat is important. You can do it without, but it's very hard and you've got to know what you're doing. That's the only thing. Mm. So for me, it's just a lot easier and I like eating meat, so it's like, why wouldn't I? So mm. it's, um, And I don't think there's any major health implications for eating good quality meat, which mm. a lot of the cunty vegans will say. Well, because you're we ethically, don't we? Huh? As ethically as we can. Yeah, well, that that also helps. Organic and... Yeah, yeah. so, um, but I mean, I don't know. It's it's quite a simple thing, but people complicate it by Mm. being too swayed one way or the other. Like, either I only eat meat, so it's like carnivore people, or I only eat fucking fruit or whatever. Okay, most of people only eat, well most people only eat fruit dye so you don't want to do that <laughs> it's true no, seriously yeah so you don't want to do that but um just balance moderation have a good variation. time have a good time and don't worry yeah and if you want to eat a cake eat a fucking cake you know a whole Why one the fuck not yeah Cake for breakfast. Because you don't eat it every day. That's it's what I fine, vote for. But just, you know, once a week <laughs> if you want to yes. eat a cookie or, you know, go for it. Yeah, no, exactly. Oh, I might eat a whole chicken after this then. I've nothing wrong with that. It's mm, good for you. I'm quite hungry. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, I only had chips for dinner. But it was good chips. But I forgot Hot the chips gravy. Or I said to chips. chips and gravy. Oh, yeah. I'm With some chicken salt. Chips. I had chi- chip sandwich. Oh, that's no, pretty good. That's that. too much. Really good white bread, <laughs> loads of butter, yeah, ketchup, chips. Fuck like, yeah. Poor stomach. No, it was yeah, just no, uh, was chips on. with um, chicken salt and I went. Uh, and um, then you said gravy and now I wish I had gravy and now I didn't have gravy. and now Yeah, I'm chips and gravy is epic. Oh, so simple. So good. Yeah. Well, it takes you back to being little with the roast. Canadian, basically. Poutine. Mm. Poutine. Oh, yes. Chips, gravy and cheese. Mm. Don't think I've done that. 
It's pretty delicious, but it's, it's hard. It'll make you feel like shit. It's great when you're eating it and then 20 minutes later you feel like <laughs> shit like, and you don't even want to do it. But, yeah. Everything's just sliding. Yeah. <laughs> Your visuals, visuals, I mean. It's like laced with psilocybin or something. <laughs> <laughs> the, the episode in The Simpsons where he eats the chilli. Yeah, yeah, it just uh, trips out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah right. that was me on After Indu. Yes. <laughs> yeah, was, meat hallucination. Yeah, yeah like meat sweats. Yeah, meat sweats. <laughs> I was like, why am I falling asleep? And I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, that's good shit. Oh, how are that's we going? Epic. Not too bad, an hour and a half. Yeah, we're right. All yeah. right, then. It's only like 10 to, well, quarter to nine, 10 to nine. Mm. I'm a little bit tipsy. <laughs> You're always a bit how tipsy. How did that fly? Because we're fabulous. <laughs> Shall I talk about another myself. little um, thing that's on? Um, yeah, I was just going to mention, you find that. Uh, so Russell Brand is here touring soon. We'll put links up. Yes. Daniel Sloss is here soon. I we'll put links that. up for yep. that as well. Oh, no, that's April. Uh, yeah, well, soonish. That's soon for me. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> In the future. Uh, what else was there? There was something else. I can't remember what it is. Anyway, you go. No, go on. No, I can't remember. <laughs> It's gone. <laughs> Timmy Staney. I wish. Did you no. want to talk about something that's coming up? No. <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's Christmas scene, everybody. So get all your presents and get out there and go shopping. Um, I'm starting to play tennis soon. So if anyone wants to play tennis against me, give me a shout. Oh, um, I haven't played in about 10 years, but I will still probably beat you. Oh. So uh, Cupcake Daddy might be up for that. Is he play tennis? Yes, and he's got tennis courts at his house. Oh. He's got tennis courts? Mm. Oh, sorry, his apartment block. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <fucking> hell. <laughs> several times. Yeah. Tennis courts in your apartment block. That's good. What I want is one of those walls that you can hit against. That's Squash what I, wall? Yeah, kind of, but if, like for tennis, you can get them. But I need it's just a different ball. <laughs> Well, yeah, but it's a bigger space normally. Oh, if you have like yeah, proper tennis the ones, they are. Knock you out. But I, yeah, because I want to get my timing back. But um, it's. Uh, it, you were just saying you don't need anything. You're going to kick everyone's ass. Yeah, you know, <laughs> probably. <laughs> I tend to play up to the level I play against. So if someone's really shit, I'll be quite shit. But if they're quite good, I'll be quite good. If I played like Federer, I'll be quite <laughs> close to him. I wouldn't at all. But mm, no, I could probably get. One in five nah. serves back. Nah. One in five, I'd, no. get, I'd get one in five serves back. <laughs> oh, definitely. No. I've played against some pretty good people in my time. No. Yeah, I'd get one in five serves no. back, definitely. That's funny. 20%. That's pretty good. Federer. Yeah. You'd be able to hit one of the serves, I reckon. With your head. He smacks it into you. No, I had pretty good uh, reaction times. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm a lefty. I reckon I could ace him. Oh, if my serve was on point. I'm a lefty. So could I. I got this serve out wide, or oh, I'll tell you what, on grass, you just, psh, can't even get it. It's good. How are you on the dusty stuff? So that, clay? <laughs> I'd played once on clay. I was never played in before, and it was a tournament. Oh, no. And I got roped in at the last minute. It's like, we need someone. Do you want to play? I was like, all right, yeah. It's on clay. It's like, oh, I've never played on that before. I was terrible. It slid everywhere? I just, it, I was terrible. I don't know. It was pretty bad. It was quite. It was quite funny. I was terrible. Were you wearing white and then end up brown? I can't remember. I don't know. But, but I, he I could probably, play Federer. I just started. Yeah, I totally nail yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I know, on I know. clay, you could. No, no. Play Federer. I'm saying I could hit one of a return of serve twenty percent of the time. On, on clay. On clay. 
that would be difficult because it kicks like a motherfucker on clay. <laughs> it's quite good. Now on grass. 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 I'd be really stoked. Yeah. You've got to be confident, otherwise what's the point? I have drunk quite a bit of whiskey, so you have to remember that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a bit of whiskey courage coming out. <laughs> no, fuck it, I'd give it a go. I'd be up for it. I wouldn't want to take a ball from any of those professionals. Oh, it's great fun. I used to get my tennis coach, you could serve, like, he could serve some heat. And that, just to learn how to be able to take that sort of speed of serve, like, you know, you're talking 130 oh, miles an hour plus, like, it's fucking difficult. It would hurt you. It's um, I don't. Know, it's just it's difficult. Fucking hell. Yeah. The blink of an eyelid. But sometimes you just get it right, and it goes when it goes over. You're like, whoa! How the fuck did I do that? Oh. But it doesn't happen often. Sometimes you just swing, and it goes. Oh, where the fuck did that go? Same with cricket. It's so like it's if you face somebody who can actually bowl. It's, it's luck. Ball. Yeah, twenty percent. That's a pretty. That's a, you know, luck, <laughs> and a bit of skill. <laughs> you gotta be confident. Mm. Otherwise, you know. Confident. You're not going to pass up a chance to play against Federer, though, are you? Yeah, I would. Are you? Are you? I think the gin might have taken out. Hey, <laughs> we've had hardly anything compared yeah. to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little pickled possum over there. Pickled possum. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bitches, shall we ra- wrap up? Let's wrap. It's a wrap. Um, oh, oh, no, do we actually wrap? Wiki, 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 wiki. No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> weren't you going to say something? Oh, yeah, there's another fundraiser on. Wiki, wiki. It's a band thing. I'll write it down. It's not hard to spell, ice, is it? Ice, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's called oh, the Hose Down Festival. Hose like hose or hose like. Okay, hose. not the hose that you like, the hose that, <laughs> that you're not allowed to use anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the hose you're not allowed to use. Water restrictions? H O S E. Yes, don't get the E and the S mixed up. Oh, Honestly, yeah. judging by my spelling at the moment, it could be either. Mm. So, hose. It's so funny, the last three podcasts have been a spelling bee. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. I tried to write um, respirator earlier. <laughs> Not work out well. <laughs> oh, very cute. I wrote respirator, <laughs> which is not right. Mm-hmm. Man, res- no, I put the I and the P the wrong way around. And an extra A. Well, that's what autocorrects for. Yeah, Google. but I don't have autocorrects. I'm, well, I'm analoging it. Well, then it's your fault. See, if we had augmented reality glasses on and I was writing it would auto correct and tell me what it should look like and I could oh, change it so you wouldn't have to use your brain yeah that's what augmented reality is going to be basically yeah. well yeah well not if your brain's telling you no right? it no, no be, but then the glasses will be like no you spelt that wrong change it oh, and then so you it's artificial intelligence it. oh, so spell check yeah, so like, it's artificial intelligence which doesn't allow us to have any intelligence and it just takes over the world it is it's already starting oh we're not really here we're that's what like, these algorithms are, are online yeah. That's what all the algorithms are, you know, that tell you when you start shopping and you yes. search something, then it shows you that's all AI and it's it's all starting it. already. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, sorry, hose. <laughs> I just wrote hose down. I need more than that. Festival. <laughs> there's a hose festival. So a festival for garden hoses. Yeah, <laughs> it's really good. So there's all these bands that are playing yeah, in. Can get some quite good. A flower mill in hoses. Summer Hill. And their, all their proceeds are going to go to the um, 
um, uh, yeah. the fireys and wires. Oh, so nice. for the, the animal, everything that we've been talking about. Oh, yes. I just sorry about for my no no no, no sleep. <laughs> hose, hose festival. Yes, which is um, hose down hose hose down festival because it's for the fire way raising money for the fireys. Ah. Yeah, they're gonna um, raise um, money to buy more hoses. That's what it's for. <laughs> the fire. Not to, to raise the hoses. <laughs> 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 like, hosery. 